This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. to Reasonable Wrestling. It is me, the most high, Chris, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's up? What's up? And this is the Uncut, Unraw, Unfiltered, Underground. Unfiltered, Underground of the Professional Wrestling Podcast game. No, I'm definitely not saying it like that ever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, say like it's a triple A pro. No, uh, promo. no. As as we raw, were saying, uh, uncut. Uh, actually, it's not raw. Unfiltered. Uh, underground. Uh. <laughs> You're adding stuff. Um, yes, welcome to episode 22 of Reasonable Wrestling. Uh, let's get this out the way. You can follow us on Twitter, RW Podcast One, Instagram, Facebook, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. And search that same tag on wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the whole shebang, whatever. Um, man, it is Wednesday, um, and we are live at the crib. Um, about to record and get this started. Um, it's been a long, long week just because it's always of, a long week <laughs> it's not even a long week for about for wrestling it's just been no, a life yeah I don't know might have to leave that one in there <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, so we, people we, can we, know we've been working we've been working yeah um so the week that was was very entertaining for us um it was kind of stressful but we got some things done. Um, again, we did stay today. is Wednesday. It's October 17th. And my bro made his NXT debut today, um, or his NXT taping debut, debut today, yeah. um, down the street at Full Sail. Shout out to Matt Riddle. Shout out to Matt Riddle. Could I have gotten tickets or should I have gotten tickets? Possibly. But I'll see him in November at Full Sail, and I'll probably see him tomorrow in the Bro Cave. Outside of that, um, we have... Oh, we're on YouTube. 
Reasonable Wrestling on YouTube. Search for us. We have some clips and stuff and whatnot up there um, from our last episode. So check that out as well. Uh-huh. Check out our Seth Rollins character spotlight. It's been getting some traction. So uh hope you guys like that. We put a lot of hard work into that this weekend. Um, and we have more coming for you this month. We have a big month, you know, for you. This October is going to be huge. Speaking of October is going to be huge. Later on in the month, we have Millie's Takes. Um, also, on Halloween, we have Alexis Littlefoot. So, um, if you haven't heard or seen any or done anything uh, regarding her, Google her. She's on Twitter, at Young Littlefoot. Um, also, she has a podcast with some homies of mine, uh, Russell Rap with Emilio Sparks, that she's out there doing. She's also done some things with some uh, local promotions out there in Kentucky. So, Google her, follow her. She has a website um, that is also uh, a link in her bio, so check that out. So, like you said, October is going to be a huge month for us. Um, now that we got all the pleasantries and the plugs and whatnot out the way, oh, this show is unofficially sponsored by Lance Peanut Butter Crackers. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, bro. Listen, fam, they're going to give me some bread. They're not going to give, give you some, a goddamn thing. Are you plugging them crackers? for free? I'm plugging them for free because that's how you have to do, man. <laughs> you plug them for free and then you get stuff for free. Oh, we'll, see, right? we'll see about that. Um, yeah, so I have my peanut butter crackers. I have my ripple chips. I have my uh, fruit punch minute made. And I'm ready to talk to you guys for as long as I'm not sleepy. Uh-huh. So, since we're about to get into the show, let's go ahead and start it off with our high spot. CT, what was your high spot of the week? Um, the high spot of the week, honestly, it's going to make some history right here. My high spot of the week was on 205 Live. And my high spot of the week was the fatal five-way between TJP, um, Cedric Alexander, Grand Athlete, uh Tony Nice, and Leo Rush. Uh, my man is just a prisoner of the moment. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. Honestly, this match was very entertaining. Um, I do think that... Uh, it was. I think that they did some really cool spots that I thought were crazy inventive. Um, you got five really great athletes in the ring, um, cruiserweights uh, doing absolutely. That's what you want to see at a cruiserweight match. And for one time, I've actually for for once in two or five live, the, the crowd was into it. They were getting um, cheers. There was a reaction. Um, so I so, so that's why I think it was my high spot. I just want to show him some love because it blew, it did blow me away. Now, granted, it's there, there's not that deep of a storyline going on too. If I'm live, there's never really is, um, and I want to get into that a little bit later with uh, Cedric Alexander talking about him. But um, I think uh, they did put on a show. They did put on a really good show. Or if you wanted to get into the booking black now, we can even talk about it now. But they put on a real good show. And um, I just want to give them props, you know, because they, they they really, you know, impressed me this week. Um, no, I, I really don't. I don't. I'll, I'll hear you out, but I don't really necessarily care for my wrestling. I have a storyline. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. need to. Um, 205 Live, of just having a champion that defends the title and that's a worker. I don't really mind that story. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was, you know. We we have to flip a coin at the beginning of the show. 
who's going to lead in the show? Why do we talk reason for wrestling? What is reason for wrestling? The reason why I, I don't know if you guys can see it, well, you can't see it, but you can hear it in my voice. When he said 205 Live was a high spot, the air like just out of me because this podcast is to talk about things creatively, logically, and from a business point. Uh, when we're talking about professional wrestling, and there is nothing. I mean, it was a good match of five performers. And listen, your high spot is your high spot, but from a creative uh, and and a logical and a business point of how we talk about wrestling, I don't see how two or five live was your high spot. Um, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'm kind of throwing them the bone, but it impressed me. I, I think that you guys should go back and watch it. Uh, and you guys tell me what you guys think, you know? We got a little bit more fans now. Send us a comment, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, Instagram. Let us know what you think about that match and, and if it deserves to be my high spot. Um, I personally think that uh, there's an avenue to make 205 Live a really good show. And performances like that are not going to hurt, you know? So when they, when, they, when, they, when they show their ass and they perform well, they should get some credit. I mean that's that's completely understandable. I mean if you want to show them credit, I don't. And again, your high spot is your high spot. Uh, placing them as my character flashlight, maybe I can do so. Um, <laughs> but as far as making them my high spot of the week, uh, when there was Raw and then there was SmackDown One Thousand and then there was even okay. NXT. Um, f- a match of five people who you autom- who you already dismissed of saying they don't have a storyline and what makes you care about the match of just performers to wrestle somebody that you also don't care about, which is Buddy Murphy. Let me tell you something. Like, last week, you know my high spot was that triple threat match, right, from NXT. I, I appreciate in-ring action, in-ring work, you know, and I think that when they put together, when that's the only thing that the wrestlers can control Completely is what they do on that in the, in that you know square circle. So I, I give it its due diligence and, and justice. I make I try to put that a shot, try to spotlight on that when like in this podcast and when I uh, assess wrestling because I think that I'm trying to give them their props for what they do. And these guys on Two Five Live, yes, they can't control the writing, but they can control what they do in the ring. And for me to, to acknowledge that and make it my high spot is showing them love for for actually putting on what I think was a great match. Um, my favorite match of the week, honestly. So I don't know what match topped it. You know, I, I had I think that Dolph, I mean, Seth and Drew were, was great, but I don't think that it had the um, energy that this match, and it, I've seen it be back before. You know, there's maybe one match the other that can compete with that match this week, and that was maybe Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Um, to me, uh, and I don't think it's too bad to put that as my, my high spot personally, but I feel you. Um, it didn't have a storyline per se, but they did add in a little bit about how NXT is like kind of like making a shift and the landscape change over the last couple of weeks. And they made it a big, they made it feel important that match. So we'll see what happens going forward with Tony Nice winning that match. And, uh, and what, we'll see what happens with Cedric I mean, Alexander, too. I what, I don't, I, again, I'm not going to get bogged down on 205 because it, it's something that I don't regularly pay yeah. attention to. But their commission, I mean, the cross between them and Raw uh, hasn't necessarily worked. 
I don't know why they're still property of Raw. They're not, though. They're not on Raw ever. They haven't been on Raw in a long time. I'm say- Well, what I'm saying is they're, tr- they're, tr- they're, they're linked with the and people that go on to exactly. Raw. Exactly. Leah Rush is on Raw. Yeah. Drake Maverick is on Raw. I look at Raw. them as just um, franchise guys who just are cruiserweight to have characters so they they can be on the main roster. I don't look at them as like a I don't think Drake Maverick. Raw. I don't think Drake Maverick has character. He was a character. He was brought on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why why wasn't Drake Maverick, uh, instead of recognizing potential in AOP, why didn't he recognize potential in somebody on SmackDown? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Leo Rush was obviously sent over to get over somebody like Bobby Lashley because he doesn't have a, mouth, a mouthpiece. But, I mean, seeing Leo Rush perform on SmackDown when realistically they were taping after SmackDown, like, it just makes a lot more sense business-wise, logically-wise, of having that that brand tied to um, SmackDown, when SmackDown, speaking of SmackDown, when, speaking of SmackDown, SmackDown 1000, SmackDown held the Cruiserweight Championship. That was the brand mm-hmm. who had the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. That was the brand that it was attached to. So when, when back in 2016 or something like that, when Raw introduced themselves of having um, the 205 Live and the Cruiserweight um cruiserweight division it was kind of a head scratcher then and it's a head scratcher now and that's why i feel like this cruiserweight is in the purgatory that it's in smackdown is written very very well but if you think about the times where it's just sitting placeholding one of the things that can pick it up is a cruiserweight division raw is drawing drawn out because it has too much they have too much talent Mm -hmm. and at that time you wasn't showcasing those talents Mm -hmm. on that was utilized the 205 cruiserweight just use them on tuesday Mm -hmm. they're you know what I mean? Like, you have them utilizing... They, they were doing double duty anyway. Uh-huh. They were wrestling. They had a, 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 a raw match, and then they were doing stuff after SmackDown or taping after SmackDown. Makes no sense. To me, it doesn't. But anyway. Yeah, I feel you. Um, that's all according to, like, this the booking and the of of when and where they shoot and film. Me, in, ter- in terms of what I'm going for, what, what, what I'm talking about, really doesn't matter where they when they film it. It just matters about um, what they're doing in the ring, and um, that's why I was in my hospital. The match was really, really, really good. Um, just go check it out, and uh, yeah, that was my high spot. Uh, no shame in my game. I know that it's not going to be everybody's high spot. I know that this may be controversial, may not be the most favorite thing, but... I mean, no, you didn't that say... That's my high spot. I don't think it was controversial. It's not controversial. I mean, is it like... Out the blue, yes, and you know, by and like this fucking high spot is like not no award, but for you know, I didn't, I wasn't interested. And you watch the back, mm-hmm. you watch the promo. If you can make like high, that, your like, high spot raw going off the air, I can make my high spot 205 live and give him credit. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, raw going off the air is a high spot, <laughs> nigga. We're tired at 1115. What are you talking about? <laughs> It's like, it ain't no... When Raw goes off the air, we're not like, oh, man, mm-hmm. wish we had about another overrun. <laughs> when Raw goes off the air, we're like, <laughs> Shit, I was tired. <laughs> yeah, for real. High spot of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can go to sleep. Yeah. Um, well... What's your high spot? You got a high spot? I mean, my high spot um, was... Um, I mean, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment either, but my highest spot will probably be something along the lines of Bobby Fish coming back, um, making Undisputed um, formidable again, 
Or I mean, what am I going to say? Something off of SmackDown? What am I going to say? Batista? Fucking you literally just said a second ago it was going to be Becky Lynch promo. No, I mean I <laughs> before we got on there, he says it's going to be Becky Lynch promo. So I mean, that's my, not my high spot. That's my best written. <laughs> so there's that, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, I feel you. Though. Um, I don't think that's a high spot worthy, even. But. Uh, oh, the whole it's week. not high spot worthy, nigga. <laughs> well, you just you. Yeah, she's a fraud. She's a fraud. Let me tell you. Oh, I just want to give them a shout out. He, he can't tell you the last match ever wrestled by Grand Metalik, TJP, or Tony. Nese. I'm pretty sure TJP faced Grand Metalik. In some form or fashion with Lucha and Lucha. No, it was Lucha the other mass guys. Should race his ass. <laughs> We're about uh, to be trending with that. CT's racist because oh all Mexican God. wrestlers wear masks. And, and you hate women. So here you go. There Actually, you go. and people listen to our episode. <laughs> it's not the case, man. Um, but anyways, it was uh, yeah, Bobby Fisher, he came back. Um, I thought it was cool, too, that, that he came back. But high spot of the whole week. Okay, you must really like Bobby Fish. I mean, I do like Red Dragon, so there's mm-hmm. that. Um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly is the best inclination of the tag team that they have. I think Roderick Strong has done, done his work with Again, Kyle. I think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly okay. is the best inclination of the tag team that they have. Okay. Like, you know, like, Roddy's all right, you know. And again, like, Roddy Fish that mode, but... It's, it's not him. It's like his character. Like he, he's really don't think so. I think he's done a hell of a job. I mean, he, he fits perfectly with Kyle. He fits a he he did a hell of a job by fitting like that with the necessary role of him turning. But again, like um, I guess that's what makes a good heel switch or good heel turn good is that. Um, when he was such over as a babyface, we was just rooting for Roddy yeah. to just like overcome. And I would have loved to like see like I love how they're doing with Johnny. Uh-huh. Like you know, Johnny's been at the peak and the brick and the brink of like snapping, and he snapped. But has he been a full on heel? No. But when he switches. It's gonna be phenomenal. He can't switch. I, I think Johnny can switch. Like he he can snap. You know what I mean? Like I I believe he can snap. But having Roddy, the story story is like having Roddy. Um, I still remember like one of the best NXT matches that I've seen was Roddy versus Bobby. Uh-huh. NXT Championship. Roddy family's in the crowd. Feet under the rope. False finish. Yeah. Like holy bleep! Like that was you yeah, know was so. Cool. And then have an undisputed like, but I popped though when Roddy turned uh-huh. because yeah. I, I also remember I when, did not see that coming. Even me and Millie were watching together; we were both shocked, and she didn't really even know what was going on. But she knew that was a tag team partner, and he just stomped on his own tag team partner's head. But um, Roddy's been great, as you as you as you said, he's a great heel. You buy him as a heel; he turned. It's a successful heel turn because we did we were rooting for him, and he was like. Um, a good boy, you know, uh, you know, a guy from around the corner you, uh, that you just want to root for. You, you seem relatable, Roddy, but then you can't have a guy like him and Johnny on the same roster because one, he's going to be a secondhand Johnny. Johnny was the guy who's really like that. Um, um, what's like home? They kind of feel like you, like you could be a friend, like real relatable kind of character who is just a person that you want to root for because they're a good person. Um, that was Roderick Strong, and that. You don't even think about that anymore at all with his turn. 
So I would keep him in matches. Maybe they can do a Freebirds rule because I really do like Roddy and Kyle as a as a tandem. I I like undisputed period. Um, what the reason why it's my high spot is because I think um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, whatever. Um, I got spoiled, so I can tell you. At the tapings, War Games is going to be Undisputed versus... You got spoiled for me? Because it got spoiled for you? Did I finish it? <laughs> Undisputed versus who? Nope, don't worry You about already it. said it. Nope, you don't want to... No, I know half of the match. And we're on the pocket, so you're going to spoil for everybody else, too. I mean, if... if Listen, as big as a goddamn mark as you is, you should want to be spoiled. Or the I'd probably be spoiled before it comes out, but I want it to just happen naturally. You uh, know? Mm, okay. <laughs> Glad you didn't go to the tape then. then. <laughs> I wish I went though. Um, um but no, so uh it's gonna be undisputed against their foes from this past um, couple months, which is yeah. gonna make War Games a pretty, a pretty good, a pretty good match. Um, and is the it, tag team or the entire group? The entire group. Oh shit! I know. Yeah, okay. get down now. <laughs> yeah, down. I know. Um, but um, but yeah, for the, I just I think the group just is formidable. I think they're hot. They hot. They're hot as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I when I call it a high spot, it's a high spot because watching that match of War Machine and, or War Raiders, I'm sorry, and um, and um, and undisputed Bobby Fish, and, I mean Kyle Riley and. Um, Roger Strong, mm-hmm. it looked like that it was going to be, um, we didn't know if they were going to take the titles off of Undisputed. Mm-hmm. If you take all the titles off of Undisputed, Undisputed is not Undisputed anymore. Yeah. So, with Adam Cole not having his belt, they have to have some gold to be formidable. Bobby Fish coming back, making his return, stopping War Machine, winning the titles, it it, it's, it was good. It was, I popped. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can pop for uh, a, uh, an obscure five-way <laughs> match to face. Because, listen, the the reason why I roll my eyes at that being a high spot is because the finish. The finish is Tony Nese. Tony Nese versus Buddy Murphy. Is that even? I don't know if that was number one contender shit. I don't think it was. I think it was just a five-way. And that makes it even less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was a great <laughs> match, and I and it I popped for some of the spots. They Next, had, had this crazy spot with Grand Better League and TJP when he uh, it was just you go back and watch it. It was I don't want to just call it the spots. But anyways, uh, yeah. Next, uh, let's we haven't even ta- touched on the main roster yet. Let's head to Raw. Um, I think Raw is my worst produced for one reason, and that's because two thirds of the main event wrestled twice. That night, we had Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. We had Dolph Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose, and then we had Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns face off against Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler all over again for the main event. Um, Raw, we've talked about this for months now. You got to figure out a way to utilize your roster to the best of your ability. You have a bigger roster than SmackDown, and for some way, somehow, they feel fresh every week 
with the pairings they give. Maybe it's better wrestlers. I don't know. Maybe it's better characters. I don't know. But what I do know is that your show feels stale week to week to week. Um, Chris hates seeing repeat matches. Me, not so much. I think that when you know performers put on new matches and they do new spots, and they, I can appreciate it, you know, and they tell a different story. I can, I can appreciate, appreciate it. it if it means something. Repeated matches don't mean shit. Nothing. It's just laziness. It's just it's, it's laziness. It's house show mentality for television. It's laziness. Huh. I get to see a fucking singles match between them two, those four competitors, and then four of those competitors is in a six-man tag at the end of the show. Like, bleep off. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I do know that you're going to see repeat matches because you only have so many things to people you're building one storyline with during a given time. Um, so, yeah, I understand doing tag matches and doing a single match with the same tag people, but it's been more than, like, a month. It's been months where we've seen some form or fashion, this kind of group, and it's, it gets it gets old for really It's fast. been before SummerSlam, nigga, and that's what it's been. It's been be- Dean, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins oh, yeah. had the IC title feud that bled into SummerSlam. That brought back the return of Dean Ambrose. They've been doing shit since SummerSlam. <laughs> We're going into motherfucking Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, point noted, man. I, 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 I know. And that's why that's my worst produced. Like, you know, like, I know. I feel you on that, you know. Um, so it's um, not just so much like, it's not just the fact that it's repeated matches. It's stale storyline. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't... Ah, uh, whatever. I, I didn't care for Raw. I didn't watch Raw. My favorite line when shit comes on Raw is what? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Every week. Every week. Oh, you know I'm going to sleep. Oh, you know. <laughs> you know I'm going to sleep. Once they announce the main event, he's like, oh, where? Oh, oh you know I'm going to sleep. You know I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Fam. Verbatim. I say my high spot is 11.15. You think if they're not going to let me go to sleep a half hour early, I'm not going to go? <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah. Um, what... What do you what do you got for Raw? Any more things you want to talk about? Nah, fam. Um, for the most part, I just want to see new shit pop off. Like if like, let me go ahead and get Finn and Bobby. That'll wet my paws. That'll man. Everything I was gonna say was gonna be paused. Wet my pause. Pause. Finn and Bobby is gonna be dope. Um, Paul. Whatever, uh, whenever, whoever turns on who between uh-huh. the shield, because two out of three of them dudes got belts uh-huh. or championships, the odd man out is going to want something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, true. Um, I'm curious where, where Dean goes. I, I, I will say that. But they're not making me any more curious than I was, like, two weeks ago. You nope, know? I, I'm still me. curious, just as curious as I was, like, two, three weeks ago with Dean. Um, so... Evolution Build is um, trash. Um, they did this... Uh, Evolution Build is trash? Evolution Build has been Trinidad. Wait, wait. Evolution? Oh, this oh for the not the not the evolution of SmackDown. You talking about evolution for women? That for shit was trash too. That was man. not trash. That was gonna be my high spot. Shit. Just to see drunk Batista off his ass. Yeah, he Batista was drunk. drunk. 
He was lit. No, fam, yeah, there's, no way, there's no way. There's That's no why way Batista no can look me in my face and say, I wasn't drunk. Because I know he was. He was at least tipsy. Like, he was, he, was, he was buzzed at least. The guy was rambling as if it was his Hall of Fame speech out there, bro. Yo, I was like, yo, son, like, is he, is he about to retire on us? It was, uh, it was, um, it was kind of bizarre. I, but I was, I think it was a really cool promo because it was funny to me. I think Randy Orton did a great, uh, his portion of the promo was great. I think he is fit, fit, fit his character. Um, then you got the call out for Triple H, so that was a good way to end the, end the evolution segment. No, that whole shit was trash, fam. First of all, Triple H coming out with a fucking leather jacket, and Batista coming out with a leather jacket, and then Rick and Randy coming out in suits. Yo, I had shit. a theory. I had a conspiracy theory. I think Triple H had. Triple H. Ric Flair came to the arena with a suit. Randy Orton came to the arena with a suit. Triple H came to the arena with a suit. Batista came looking like. God, he's like, nigga, I don't got a suit. He, they're like, yo, so there's I'm, no, no. it's the evolution no reunion. We should there's, have a suit. And he's no like, way, I don't got there's one. There's no way. And then Triple H is like, well, we can't have all suits. And he that's, doesn't have suits. I got to put on my leather jacket and that's, T-shirt. That's and then he went to his car and got a leather jacket that's and T-shirt. Batista, Batista, and he put it on. That's dumb. Batista's been a WWE performer. He knows what he knows what you have to wear to come into work. And he also. But he's a freaking movie star now. So he doesn't give a fuck. He movie he stars never, wear more suits than anybody. He doesn't. John Tisha doesn't want to wear one. He's like, uh, wear one. Uh, get out of here, man. That's the. That's... When was the last time he's been wearing suits? Two thousand what? Two. The last time he came back. He no, was, he didn't wear a suit. Last time he came back, he was Dapper Batista. He came up dressed up as Batista, and then that's when he, when he was wearing the, the, the muscle shirts and, and tight jeans. No, he was not wearing no dapper shit. Oh my goodness! Now I gotta go back. They called to... him. For, he ripped his pants on live TV. Anyway. Anyways, yes, it was it was it was a close pro- promo. I think. I think it was a trash promo. So I mean, it's that. a thousand anniversary of SmackDown. You gotta give give them a break, you know. I don't have to give them shit. It was, <laughs> it was for what, what, how would you write the thousand episode then what would you do like in your world what was your favorite what was your thousand episode be would it be calling people back from the past or would it be just be new people doing great magic my thousand episode would my thousand episode would not be the highlight of saying oh those four old ass fucking people in the ring is a highlight of my show I can tell you that I can tell you me writing and saying that Batista rambling in the goddamn ring for 10 minutes wasn't the best part of the damn show. <laughs> I can motherfucking tell you that. Why Raymond Steele didn't come on no goddamn lowrider? That's a good idea. No shit, because I make good ideas. Or, or, or. And you why, can't do all that, or, though. You know, why, lowrides cost money. I know they got money, dude, but you got to plan it, too. You got to get organized. What do you mean you got to plan it? They obviously planned it to sign Rey Mysterio a month before the SmackDown and his first appearance on TV is going to be SmackDown 1000. You telling me that you don't know the thousand episodes and say, hey, Rock, can you put your phone in front of your face and give us a video, please? Mm-hmm. Instead of a fucking tweet? <laughs> They're telling me, like, the show could have been obviously written better. They could have had the announcement of Evolution's uh, women's... Um, um, Battle Royal be done on SmackDown. You don't need that. You don't need that on on Raw. Uh-huh. When you got Nia, Ember, and Raya Squad, too. and fucking Bella and Ronda, you got enough women stuff going on. And the only women thing you got going on over there is the is the title feud. So why not introduce the like? It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, what do you think of Nia's new hair? 
Uh, I wish it would go back darker because, you know, everything dark to me is better. <laughs> you had Carmella change her hair to Auburn. You got Liv Morgan changing her hair to pink. You got the two blonde girls changing it, and then you got Nia changing it to blonde. And Alexa, who, you know, Alexa wants to be a white woman. Uh, she Alexa changed her is hair. a white woman. <laughs> that may have been. We've said some stupid stuff on this show, but that may be up. I there. mean, oh Alicia, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Alicia. God damn, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Alicia. This entire thing okay, okay. With, with me on the joke. Alicia changed her hair to to blonde. My I bad. mean, well, yeah, there, there's that. Yeah, yeah so hey man, I gotta confuse with another white woman. Guess, I'm, guess yeah. she got what she wanted. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. What else has happened on Raw? Nothing. That's it. Um, Bob Cruz actually got a match and he faced uh, Elias. I think he's solo. We can use him for character Who? flashlight. Off Paul Cruz. Oh, yeah, that was our character flashlight. That was our book in black. Um, but you wanted to do some. See, like, literally, the dude was in, like, Bond. He can wear a suit. Like, I mean, oh, my God, I never said he couldn't wear a suit. But this is what I'm saying. Don't tell me, like, he get, Don't tell me Dave Batista is like, oh, man, I I don't have possession of a suit. No, I think he came there stunning. I, came, I think he came there. You know, with his jacket, because he thought he looked better that way. Ah, uh, Dave has been... Oh, man, he should have wore a suit. He's a jackass for not wearing a suit. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think he's stunning. I think he was uh, being a little bit more, you know, flossy. And, like, you know, I'm, I don't got to be... I know it's evolution return, but I'm just going to wear it. I'm going to show up, come with what, what I, you know, want to wear, and then I'm going to drink, and then I'm going to go talk. And that's what he did. You know, and then leave and see what happens. Um, we all know Dave's a piece that doesn't, like... Rules. He, he even though he talks shit about <laughs> Marvel movies, even though they are his boss, he does what he wants. Um. Anyways, moving forward, let's, since we're talking about SmackDown already, uh, what do you think about SmackDown? You want to talk about that Becky Lynch promo? Um. It was. It was it was my best written just for the simple fact of how they just maintain the keep heat on Becky, how we just want to cheer Becky. Mm-hmm. And I even cheered on the promo. I cheered that the promo made me boo her, which was weird. I'm like, yes, bitch, make me boo you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, like the, the promo, the quote unquote bluff feud that they have. Um, it's the best, like I said, it's the best written women's thing in wrestling, period, across all promotions. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I think that going into Evolution, that's the hottest thing written for the women. Um, at least they have a really good, uh, program going in, because otherwise they would be, uh, shit out of luck. Uh, even on NXT, it's kind of lukewarm with the women, so... Yeah, we have at least one thing to look forward to. Honestly, the last woman standing match at Evolution. That's probably going to be the match of the night. Um, nah, nah, nah. Um. Hmm? No, I'm going to be honest. I, I I don't think that's going to be match of the night. Um. Will you count on Io Shirai? I think her and Tony Storm will surprise 
plenty. Okay. I also think Kyrie Zane and Shayna Baszler is going to add a different element to their it's match. It's going to be interesting seeing back-to-back women's matches. I haven't done that in my entire uh, life of watching wrestling um, over and over again as a whole show. I'm going to see the contrast. is going to be interesting to see how they, they do that. Because um, usually them being women is the contrast. Now it's like, all right, you guys can... How you change a match with, within one show and uh, perform. Um, and ch- I'm not going to lie, you know? the Battle Royale is going to be pretty trash. Like the participants that they have in it right now, it's just like the cat. And plus they said it's going to be 50 women competing. How? Yeah, they say 50 women are going to be competing on this show. They've announced about 20. And it's um, only seven matches. And it's only seven matches. Um, we'll see. You know, they got time. They got like one more week, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, they better they better push this hard, man. And WWE, how many fucking battle royals do you need, fam? Like we have one in January, we have one in April, and we got one in October. What is it, fucking triannual? Like, goddamn. <laughs> they had two in January. You got the women's one then too. But they, yeah, they yeah. had four. They had two in January and they had two in April. Oh yeah, the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royale. And the May Young Class. I mean, um, Fabulous Moolah. Oh shit. Or the women's the WrestleMania and then Greatest Royal Rumble. So that's five before you even get to the springtime. Like, <laughs> come yeah. on, how many times can you throw somebody over the top rope? And how many championship matches can you guarantee with the Battle Royale? They don't guarantee shit, though. They do. This is a this is for a women's championship match, and the one from WrestleMania, Naomi's, was a championship match that she never got. That she no, it was about. just for this trophy. Nah, she said she didn't get no trophy. Oh, she did get that vagina yeah. trophy. <laughs> was this the vagina trophy? I she did get the vagina, vagina trophy. trophy. She got the vagina trophy. <laughs> but she's the first ever um, uh, women's battle royal winner for for WrestleMania. Yeah, so. Shout out to Naomi, and she will be in this battle royale as well on uh, in Evolution. But uh, yeah, going forward to Evolution, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Is Sasha, I mean not Sasha, excuse me, Charlotte and Becky. Uh, the segment with Edge was dope, though. It, they Edge, I think, uh, really broke down. He had how he related to Becky, and it was like a mirror image. He's like, I see what you like. He's kind of seeing himself in Becky. I thought it was a really dope uh, promo. It was one of the best things of the week, honestly. Um, and then Charlotte came out and she brought with Becky. I think that, <laughs> but Ed didn't do a damn thing to break him up. Yeah, no, I take no damn bumps. Fuck with y'all wild banshees. Yeah. Shit, I ain't Sean. I ain't taking no goddamn bump. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, Becky calling him out saying, get the fuck out. As you saw Matt Riddle said, Matt, when we were chilling with Matt, Matt said his goal is to be over enough to be a B-list celebrity. And his Ceiling was Edge. Yeah. So guess what Edge is? Edge. Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Edge has made it to where he's yeah. a B or C or yeah. D list. He's a D list celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> what sci fi movies in USA? <laughs> and uh, he can't mess up those checks, man. But hey, he's getting checks on sci fi, he's getting checks on TV, and then he goes and he makes checks on the WWE Network, and then he has his podcast. Edge is doing his thing, man. You can, don't don't be don't poo poo on Edge's career, man. No, his, his post wrestling career. What I'm he's, saying he's, is, is that his post wrestling career is poo poo. No, 
I would put it on the pedestal with anybody else post wrestling. Edge I'm talking is, about anybody else post wrestling. I'm not saying that uh, what, he's okay. the Rock or John Cena, but, but those are that's post wrestling. Yes, I'm saying I'm saying he's the pinnacle. You said you said he's B B. Yeah, he's doing B. A C D. He's doing better than a lot of people. People end up on drugs, wrestling, and bingo calls. You know that's what people do. End up in after wrestling. He's doing really well, and he has Beth Phoenix on his by his side, and he has his kid. He's doing his thing. He's acting, yo. He has a career at least. Some people don't. Yeah, okay, have a, no, no, after no. After wrestling, okay, they don't no. even have a career. I, I can't. They can only wrestle. Shout out to Adam Copeland. Yeah, definitely holding it down after there wrestling. There you go. I got your back, Edge. <laughs> Listen, somebody got to have it because Becky didn't have it. Um, outside. Oh, oh you want to say something? Go ahead. Because I wanted to um, bring up this uh, debate we were going to have. So who's getting whose brand is getting a better rub on Raw in this women's championship feud? Ronda or Nikki? Whose brand is getting a better rub? Because they both have ventures outside of the WWE. They're both somewhat of pop culture um, figures. So whose brand gets a bigger rub? Because I think that this will be as we as we saw it was posted on TMZ. It was posted on ESPN. Um, I know it's not going to be on the middle of Sports Center, but I think. Nikki Bella gets a bigger rub by having sharing a ring with Ronda Rousey because uh, she cannot wrestle. Like, she really shouldn't be wrestling anymore. Um, her career is at the end. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho ho Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. And she has so many things going on outside of wrestling. She's a reality TV star now. Um, who knows where she's going to take Birdie B and her um, sister's brand and their YouTube channel. But I think they're getting this rub from like, oh, she's in the ring with Ronda Rousey. I want to see her get beat up. And people saying, oh, my God, you know, this girl from Total Divas is in the ring with Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter. I think that she gets more eyeballs on her outside of wrestling. Um, I don't necessarily think so. I don't think that reaches. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think Ronda's reach is as accessible or broad as people would like to. Like, UFC was fringe. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. UFC was a niche sport. Or, but Ronda transcended it, though. I don't think she necessarily transcended it enough to where... She didn't transcend her. She didn't transcend it enough that people cared about Ronda after she lost. She wasn't Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. when Tyson goes down, Tyson goes to jail. Uh-huh. Uh, like that is that is the pinnacle of pop culture, and I think that you want to know when Tyson goes to WWE in '98. That is that's the 
kind of fanfare that uh-huh. you look. Ronda's like, oh, she's wrestling because she can't legitimately fight anymore. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Ronda's a laughing stock yeah. amongst pop culture and and the prism of where I'm seeing it okay. as because, you know, she couldn't hack it in a but we all know she could, and everybody but we falls all eventually. Know that. You know? Everybody loses eventually. So she was the best for a very long time. She was dominating. She know? was only the best until a certain point. She was only the best until better people came around. But, I, Ronda was a pioneer against people who couldn't fight. Oh, that's a bad. That's a, that's not fair. That's I, not, hate, I don't think people understand. Or or when the competition got better. When the competition got better, Ronda. So you're so you're devaluing all the people that she did defeat. I am personally doing that. Okay, all right. Um, so, in turn, you think that her brand is not as high as you think it was going into WWE. That was, I, I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. It's an argument to be made that going into WWE, she was on the decline. You know, per se. Um, if Ronda does, if Ronda does what Brock does while she, if Ronda's Connor, right? Uh-huh. Connor's doing a Vince McMahon dance, knocks out Nick Diaz. Connor goes to WWE right then, biggest fucking star on the planet. Uh-huh. Connor goes to WWE now, it's eh. Okay. It's the antics. It's not the tough guy stuff that yeah. gets the pop culture. Is it real? Is it fake? You know what I mean? Oh, he can be everybody when he gets there. Yeah. Like, everybody knows the rules of wrestling. Yeah. Everybody knows, the, 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 not the rules, the rules. Everybody knows that of wrestling. Like, they know it's a performance art. Uh-huh. But the element of having someone dangerous in there gives it that realness feel to it. Yeah. Connor doesn't have, Connor has a little bit of the steam knocked off of him. So Absolutely. when he goes in there, it's not that hot. Ronda gets knocked out, takes a year off, and the first thing we see her is in the WWE ring. It takes a little bit of steam off of it. If Ronda, like, not even say if Ronda doesn't, like, no one says that you can't get knocked out, or no one says that, but if Ronda maintains that badass, bad bitch attitude that she has, it goes over better. But she goes into, like, don't get me wrong, everybody deals with it, but she goes into depression, and then she... Goes into, you know what I mean, being dark and, you know, no one gets to see her mm-hmm. and everything yeah. like that. And everybody's like, is Ronda okay? And then she pops back like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm signing with WWE. Well, where's the redemption story? Oh, don't uh, worry about it. We don't we don't need it because yeah. you're over there. Then we don't care about it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If she has a redemption story to go back against uh, uh, Holly mm-hmm. Holmes or even if she decides to fight Cyborg. You know what I mean? Give us something before you depart. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just want to depart? Then fine. Go ahead. Um, so I think that by Ronda fighting Nikki, like I said, by WWE getting these dollars, by it being so global, by it being acceptable in all these other countries, states, stuff like that, UFC, UFC had to fight for the longest to be regulated. Mm-hmm. Sports entertainment's been that. So Ronda can go get these checks. She can go sell merchandise. She can be a figure. I think her being in WWE is a, you. You don't get action figures in, F- yeah. in UFC. Your T-shirt doesn't get put but on I'm a major about platform. In terms of just, is this one match? This one match. I'm not saying that Ronda's but this one match just does, in what WWE does for Ronda. But I know. Well, but that's what Nikki. But that's what Nikki does for Ronda. That's what I'm saying. Nikki's not giving her a action figure. She's been had that. But no, this. Nikki's giving her the rub to do so. Uh huh. Okay. You, you think that this is not going to be documented and put on Total Divas at some point? 
Like, that's Nikki. Mm-hmm. So, the totality, like, this match does more for Ronda's brand than anything. But Ronda facing Nikki on Total Divas, people then see it. Uh, Ronda is going to be on E. Period. It's going to document her time coming there, her time wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's, going to sh- it's going to show it. Ronda's going to be on Total Divas? Ronda's going to be on Total Divas. That would be crazy. And who's the executive producer? Nikki. Okay. <laughs> 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 Who does it better for what? Yeah, that means Nikki's getting something from Ronda. Okay. Okay. All right, maybe you're right. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe we can throw it out to the audience. Maybe you guys can tell us who you think had the, does it does it do better for Ronda's Brown or Nikki Brown. I don't know. Um, I mean, Ronda always has to give up her bona fides. Ronda always got to tell her about her j- judo, yeah, and jiu-jitsu and UFC and strike force. I'm like, your brand's supposed to carry itself. Uh-huh. You know I mean? Now, granted, Brock does the same thing. But you know what I mean? Because she's a woman, huh? No, I mean, shit. <laughs> no, nah. <laughs> maybe face. <laughs> what I'm saying is, 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 is not different that Brock does it. It's different in how it's done. Okay. Rhonda should been a what she presented to Nikki Bella as a like badass almost and like jabs and stuff like that. That's fight. Rhonda. That's press conference Rhonda. That's what got people to buy uh-huh. pay-per-views Rhonda. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. That's how you transition and become pop culture and lead off a 6 o'clock sports center uh-huh. is when you have that controversy. You can't be all shucks Rhonda and expect to get that same type of heat. I hate all shucks. The Ronda. only time you're going to get that heat, the only time you get that trigger is when even, controversy. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Alexa didn't do it. Alexa didn't even do it. Nikki did it. Damn. All right, good good debate. Good debate. <laughs> Cuz I don't think nobody 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 raises the bar for Ronda outside of wrestling, but mm-hmm. Nikki. No, you know yeah. what I mean? Like pop culture wise, people know Nikki Bella. Yeah. But shit, Ivana was like is that you know what I mean? Like she don't know name, face, or nothing. She's uh-huh. like, is she still with that guy? Uh-huh. Because she's then seen that face outside of wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sasha can't do it. Charlotte can't do it. That's just true. You're, it's, it's Nikki. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good debate, fam. Let's go on to um, Apollo Cruz. What do you see going on with him? You want to, you you want to make him the character flashlight? Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to the homie, like, uh, it was, shout out to Apollo Cruz, you hot nation. Um, my Nigerian brother. Come on. Uh, we support everybody that's black. Uh-huh. Um, he came out, he came out and interrupted Elias. And by interrupting Elias, um, he was given a mic and was given, it's like, I'm tired. He gave us a de facto new day. When new, when the the genesis of New Day promo, okay. So people go back and like listen to our New Day character spotlight, or even go back and watch New Day forming on that Raw when uh, Xavier is giving his promos. Like I've been in the back, and I'm tired of seeing people skip the line and bypass us. That's pretty much what Apollo said, and let's just see where it goes. 
I mean, sh- I mean, seeing a new attitude in my uh-huh. black characters is great. Bobby changing and being here. Apollo being a little bit more assertive. You know, uh, Cedric Alexander not being turned down by him losing to Leo uh-huh. Rush getting, like, all my, all my homies is getting some time. Cedric also. Alexander what? Not being turned down? Cedric, not, Cedric Alexander not turning, not turning away, being turned down uh, from losing. Like he hasn't been pinned or lost that championship. He didn't hasn't been pinned in a year. And he hasn't lost that championship since WrestleMania. Okay. And the only time he does it is when he's not on his fucking home turf, home country. It's almost like a football game, he lost a soccer twice game. Twenty now. But here's the thing: he hasn't no, lost no, twice no, his twenty knees now. He lost last week and he lost today. He lost twice his twenty knees since since uh, Super Showdown. Here's the thing. Um, let's go into my my booking black because I got a little thing to get off my chest where where it pertains to Cedric Alexander. I'm not doing this again. Uh, you don't have to. I will. I will. I will take it away. Um, oh, we know. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, we all, you know we all root for people black. You know. Yeah, you about to? Uh, <laughs> I mean, damn, a nigga can't just be on TV and wrestle. Like shit. Right. Like, yeah, I didn't even say nothing. I know. Because <laughs> don't nobody want. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. We come on this podcast. We support everybody black. You know how we are. But if I'm going to be completely honest with my assessment of Cedric Alexander's reign as cruiserweight champion, I'm going to say that he wasn't it, you know, for TO5 Live. Um, this business, because I, I, we're, we're all yearning for really great black wrestler superstars. And I wanted, after seeing him in that Cruiserweight Classic with a... a head, you about to mix Japanese wrestlers that wasn't you? No, yes no. you was <laughs> with, with uh, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi. <laughs> <Her damn. laughs> shit wrong one. <laughs> with Kota Ibushi, I thought, oh my god, this guy is fantastic, and he is fantastic. But a couple of years from now, let's say two years from now, are you going to remember any match Cedric Alexander had? Defending that cruiserweight championship match, and that is what legacies are built on. Legacies are built on. That ain't said. You just time out, time you out. literally finish, just said. And you literally just said in the two five high spot. I credit the Aaron work not because they have control of what they do performance wise. Yeah, I did. Okay, what story did they tell with Cedric Alexander, and who was his foes? Hideo Tommy, who literally shit the bed anytime they give him something to do. Kenta has been one of the biggest flops WWE has picked up in some time. You pit him up against Cedric Alexander. Uh-huh. You want to give them them weak-ass heart and soul matches with Mustafa Ali? Uh-huh. That ain't going to get it either, fam. I just was just a little bit disappointed. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to even say this, but I got to be objective with my black wrestlers. You know, I come out on this week, on this podcast every week, and I praise our truth. We all know our truth is not the greatest person, you know, in the ring, on the, on the mic. He's not the best. But I praise him for the work he's putting in. And I've praised Cedric Alexander on, in the past on his podcast, and I will praise him again. And I, and I do praise him for that match he had today. He was my high spot. He was a part of that five-way. It was incredible. His in-ring work is masterful. I just do not think he bring all he had while he had his chance in the spotlight. You know, I think that legacies are made when you capitalize on what they give you in the spotlight 
whether it's on, whether it's with the championship, whether it's in a gr- big program that has a, um, a lot of um, time with it and uh, aired on screen, you got to capitalize and make yourself compelling across the, the screen. And I don't think he did that outside of his in-ring work. And that's the only criticism I have on him. But going forth, it pains me to say this, but it let me down the ring. You know, now that Buddy has it, we'll see what happens going forth. Um, I want to see him redeem himself in a way that... My dude, literally as a black champion, as a black on the main roster, wasn't pinned until Australia. And he rocks. He rocks, man. He's, he rocks in the ring. He um, he works hard. He deserves everything that he got. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the championship in the first place. I'm saying he deserves it. I want to see him win that championship more than anybody on the, on the cruiserweight division when it first when he first had the belt. I want him to win it more than anybody. All I'm saying is that when he finally got it, I was waiting for like, oh yeah, you, let's see what he can do with it. Let's let's see him show something outside of you this know because his reign was his reign was sabotaged. Supposed to be, he was supposed to take it off of Neville. Don't you think that would have elevated him and that title? But you cannot, you cannot. He won it from Enzo, man. He, he run it. He run it from. It was, it was actually vacant, right? From Enzo. Enzo was the last champion at that time. But yeah, yeah, from Enzo. He's, yeah, uh, but he won it off in a, in, a, in a tournament. I understand that, but you, I'm not saying that WWE has nothing has no fault in this. They do because nobody they cares do have about it. They do have fault in this. But I think that also you can't um, wait for WWE to write you something. You got to go out there and put something, make people feel something on your own. I love with what they say, give you. I love how you say that, man. Like there's no, no. I, there's, there's, you got to bring something to the table too. When I see people bringing something to what they give and what they give is still shit, I'm like, all right, you're trying your best. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't trying his best either, but I'm saying you're trying your best, and it, and. It wasn't it. Bro, you gotta find just, a different let's approach. Just, let's just put. How, how do you? How can you say that? Literally, we sh- and I hate talking about it. Like for a month, it was Bobby Lashley. You can't fucking do anything when you come into work every day and your script is to go out there and fucking smile. Like you can't flip that. You can't. You can't make that out of anything. If you're supposed to go out there and do this dumbass pose and smile and then go talk about your fucking sisters. Like, there's no way you can make that compelling. The same thing with Sergeant Alexander. We didn't even fucking stay for 205 Live. So he's performing for people who don't give a fuck. For people who don't even watch 205 on a network. They're about to cancel it. So it's, it's, it's... it's shit. It's, it's mute at this point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so for Cedric, I don't feel like I'm going to hold him to that when I don't hold him to stand, when I don't hold anybody else to stand. Like, am I going to fucking rag on Dean, who's going to go on history books as the longest reigning U.S. champion in history? And he didn't defend the title, I don't think, at all. When he had it. Or am I going to talk about tag runs where we're talking about how New Day, Usos, and the Bar have literally just swapped the title so all of them can be five-time champions within the last year? I'm not going to do that. This is not about his length of his reign, though. This but is not about is, What I'm saying is memorable stuff. Memorable, like, the, the like memorable feuds is also a dancing partner. Who, who can you, name someone who would have been a good dancing partner for Cedric? Leo Rush. 
You're talking about someone who just came now, nigga. You're you just shit on him from having a right now. You should have right, talking, right. talking about the, the cruiserweight roster. But, the, hey, we're yo. talking about the cruiserweight roster and the cruiserweight reign. Who was it? It's dancing partners. Who, who, who Mustafa could have had, had a, uh, it could have been extended. Like, they had a great, you, but they're both faces, you know. And they, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. Mustafa doesn't have it and Cedric doesn't have it. When you're telling them that we're, again, when you're reading the script and you're reading, I'm the heart and you're the soul. And we're supposed to, f- and then we're supposed to fight about who's the supremacy of the body. It's fucking stupid. Why can't we be a team then? We have to go and fight and like, oh no, the heart is more of two or five. No, the soul is more of two or five. So you just have to go there and have good matches. Uh-huh. Boom. So check off Mustafa Ali. Who else was a feud? Who else would have been a good dancer partner? I mean, he, he lost it. I mean, he faced Drew Gulak during SummerSlam. He faced Hideo before that. He, um, and, and these are not things you're going to remember years from now. And that's what's sad about his reign. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, Cedric held it. It's not going to be something that's like... But you don't remember everybody's feud all the time. No, it's not only that. It's like I wanted him to have a staple moment as champion. I wanted him to have something that we can remember that he had an impact. You know, and, and that's all I'm saying, you know. Buddy Murphy had it on his first victory, um, and we'll remember that. Um, you could... Even Cedric's victory was at WrestleMania, and it didn't feel like a huge moment the way they... This was on the pre-show. Do you know why they do... Who else was on the pre-show the year before last? Neville and Austin Aries. Two competitors. They don't give a fuck about that title. They don't give a fuck about the people who... Uh-huh. You're an independent contractor to entertain. Yeah. Right? The wrestling belt is also a consolation prize. Right? We had this discussion a few times. Cedric... You are a wonder story. Wonder story. You, Rich Swan, um, who else? Everybody who's had that title, the only person who's had a memorable title reign is Neville. And Zell too. No, the only person who had a memorable title reign is Neville. No, people do remember Enzo's reign. And their people will remember Enzo's reign. No, people will not remember Enzo's reign. Uh, that's, that's a falsified statement right there. Who's going to remember Enzo's statement, uh, Enzo's reign, and for what reason? And for because and for the heat that he got while holding that belt, man. He had he a belt had it, and he could and he could talk, and he told the story, and it because of him being this obnoxious guy who's winning for, through cheating, who doesn't, he's not a great worker, and he's a truly champion. People are going to remember that. Maybe not as much as not as much, not nearly as much as Neville. I think Neville's reign was better, absolutely, and people are going to remember that more. But people are going to remember Enzo and Neville. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. That's it.
We'll see if Buddy Murphy does something with it. Nobody's going to remember Enzo's reign. Nobody's going to remember Enzo's reign because nobody's going to remember fucking Enzo. So, with that, I think the reigns of the title holders of the Cruiserweight title is just pigeonholed with what the Cruiserweight division is. It's the lowest of the totem pole. Uh-huh. It's universe, in the eyes, it's the universal, it's WWE Championship, it's Women's Raw's title, SmackDown's Women's title, then I'll even put the, the, the Intercontinental after them, then I'll put the tag titles before the United States Championship, and then I'll put the NXT title, then I'll put the North American title, and then I'll put the NXT tag team titles, and I'll put the NXT women's title, and then I will finally put the two. I'll put the UK title above the 205 Cruiserweight title. No one gives a bleep about that championship. TJP was the wrong champion to crown the first title. Holder, that type. That's why we want to talk. You don't want to shit on Cedric because he's black. You're racist. <laughs> why you want to talk about why you want? Why you want to talk about TJP or Akira Tozawa? No. Or, listen, or, or reason why or is because we uh, give so much praise to black wrestlers. Or Brian Kendrick. And I'm trying to be objective. All my black wrestlers, so they can be the best they can be. So that's why you know, just so people don't think that we're just. Guys who are just marked for only black yes, wrestlers. Yes, we are just marked for black We're wrestlers. We're not only marked for black wrestlers. You're shitting me. You know, but uh, we also look at them objectively. We're not just going to kiss their ass just because they're, they're and black wrestlers. And what do you mean objectively? Like, you're the one, like, I think you want to remember. Like, also, this is Cedric's, is it not first year with the company? No, it's been like two, right? Even from the, from the first um, um, classic. They haven't had a second one. Yeah, that's two years ago, the first one. He wasn't signed then. He got signed right after. That was two two summers ago. No, actually, it's three. No. This one. It's two summers ago, but if, you, if, if not, it's three summers ago. Three summers ago. Yeah, it was summer of 2016. So, uh, so now Chris is looking it up. Yes, um, we are. Because research on the show. While he looks that up... Um, Let's talk about wrestlers being, because you, I mean, it's a terrible segue, but you said something about wrestlers being independent contractors. Let's talk about Kevin Owens being an independent contractor who just had double knee surgery. And I was talking to Chris earlier, and I was like, man, Chris, that's the cost of being, of, of you know, of being in this business. That's, that's the cost of true fame, true stardom in this business is having some serious injury. Yo, he's having double knee surgery. Like, human beings shouldn't be having double knee surgery, but I, I got a hand it to Kevin. You know, I, I, I told y'all on this podcast for months now, this guy is doing too much with his body, jump, like falling off of the ladder, falling off of the cage, getting thrown around like a ragdoll by Braun. It was ridiculous. And every match he did something crazy that some spot that just wasn't, you didn't need to do it, you know? Um, so, yeah, with, with speaking of this logically and business um, um, and creatively all to, uh, and together with this business and logic segment, I think there is going to be a shift in the way people wrestle to prevent injury down the line, but I don't think we're there yet. 
I think that it's going to take a while before people start to wrestle a little bit more safe. I think that the indie, the indie um, style has evolved into WWE and it's taken over in a bit of a way that's going to get even more flashy. There's going to be a lot more spots, but people are going to take more risk to um, please the fans. You, you were saying, do we need all that? Do we need the high spots the, that put people's bodies on the line at, you know, great great detriment, you know, to their bodies. Um, I don't necessarily believe that it's necessary for, like, again, I'm a wrestling fan who has grown in time with um, appreciating the craftsmanship of what they're doing. So I value in-ring work. I value, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's special to see a match not leave the ring. Cena and AJ Styles SummerSlam 2016, I believe, or 2017, uh, was yeah. was a good match. They didn't leave the ring once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. don't you don't have to. So when it comes to um, uh, a Hell in a Cell match, where the object of that match that it was created so no one can get in and get out. Like that was the uh-huh. that was the that was a cage match was to separate the outside from the inside. Um, like of course a ladder match. I was just telling you, like I would love to watch a ladder match where it's a singles ladder match and it's just one ladder, uh-huh. just out one lot la- like SummerSlam '98, Rock and Triple H. You know what I mean? One ladder. Can you imagine a money in the bank match with one ladder? I mean, a money in the bank match with one ladder would be fucking fire. The psychology of the match. You yeah. have to work it different. That would be cool, too. The I want to sp- see it. The spots that you would have to do will force them not to put their bodies on the line with ladders. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Like, is it a necessity? That's Selena, Selena De Los Son or whatever the hell it's called from Kalista. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, also a former Cruiserweight champion that don't nobody give a fuck about. Um, when he did, when he, when he did it off the ladder to Jimmy or Jay or whichever one of those Usos mm-hmm. and took it onto the ladder, yeah, that's a fire spot. Dangerous as bleep. Uh-huh. Don't know if that caused shoulder injuries for him. Don't know if that caused neck trauma for him. Don't uh-huh. know if that caused the back injury that they're wrestling with. It was nice to see. It wasn't. It was beautiful. It was not. <laughs> it was not. It was. It's a. Like, we watched the Mike Awesome trip. No, I was just about to bring that up. But, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that stuff is not awesome. Anymore. Even It used to be. Bro, even then it was cringeworthy. A cranium getting bashed in by a chair. You know what I mean? Like, the sensibility that of a wrestling match. And then they, they no-sell it. So, like I said, now I'm, now, now I'm getting older and stuff like that. I'm like, man, listen, a chair shot will knock you the hell out. <laughs> Especially if a guy's 6'10", 310 pounds, wailing down on you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that that puts you out. But to, to go back to Kevin Owens and the business of it, the business of it is like, you, you, you say go out there entertaining, you put your body on the line, and then now what? Uh-huh. Now what? You're going to miss the Rumble. You may miss Mania. Two big, two of your biggest paychecks of the year. WWE misses a a, a, a merch seller. They miss a TV product. I mean, a, a, um, a TV filler but segment filler. It's a create. But this is where creative comes in. 
it's because of the moment in the glory. Uh, There's no moment. They don't in have the glory. a belt. They don't. They don't have a belt on Raw, and you got to figure out a way to get yourself over. And they're and they're and they're pushing push Roman Roman in the main event every single every all all night. What do you do to get yourself to know Kevin's be, been over to have something meaningful happen on nothing, the show? Me, nothing meaningful happened. So with you have that. Man, listen. Career where people are like, wow, you respect listen, this guy. Nigga, listen, you know, listen, fam. I'm not saying I'm, a, just, I'm just trying to give you the devil's that, I mean, that play devil's that's advocate. That's not no devil's advocate. That's stupid. That's stupidity. You're Kevin Bleeping Owens. You've created yourself over before you like those. You got to WWE, so you don't have to do death matches anymore. Uh-huh. You were doing death matches before you came to WWE. You and El Generica. Putting your bodies and lives on the line in the, in the legit bingo hall with Home Depot ladders that aren't worked and real oak tables that aren't sawed because that's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give it away for you guys. Mm-hmm. A table is a breakaway table, people. People gimmick those. They saw those, they saw the frame so it can break easier. Because you know why? When you don't do that, it's really bleeping hard to go through metal framing plus wood. So, uh-huh. you know, Kevin came to WWE to get rid of that. He's been over. He's over. Yeah. He doesn't have to fall from a cage that nobody remembers. What's the pay-per-view he did it from? I don't remember off the top of my head. The ladder mat. The la- the ladder that he's 20 feet from the ladder that chokeslam. I don't know the program. Was it on the pay-per-view or the Raw? If it was on the Raw, it was a go-home segment before he was jumping off ladders of the pay-per-view. It was to get away from Braun one time, and it was on a pay-per-view. I forgot which one it was. I think it was Money in the Bank. Yeah. It's nothing. No, nothing memorable. I think that that no. one was stupid because I don't think that him going off the case from that. Braun was stupid. Him doing it, him, him and him, him and uh, what Shane does is fucking idiotic. You're father of three. You're fifty. I'm not jumping off a of shit. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I am a, a multi millionaire. Mm-hmm. I'm the son of a billionaire. But that's why he does it. You know that yeah, is idiotic because Shane to make himself feel something. You know nothing. Okay, all right, all right. WrestleMania thirty two doesn't make you feel shit when you're paralyzed. At the end of the day, we're you're all gonna live of- and we're all gonna die. And guess what? This is what makes them happy. At the end of the day, if they want to put on a show, and you're saying it's not gonna be memorable. Granted, I feel like that's a valid point. At the point. end of the day, Kevin Owens right now with, themselves as they gave all their Kevin Owens right now is with two knee surgeries for the price of one. He had both his knee surgeries. And that's the cost on. he knew he was going to have to pay. That's not the cost he knew he had to pay. That's absolutely... I'm not absolute saying he knew specifically he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna blow his knees, but he knows there's a possibility. He knew that people get quad surgery, that he knows that people get shoulder surgery, labrum surgery, that he knows they get all these surgeries. He knows that if he's going to play that game in wrestling, he's going to get injured He knows that likely. the wrestling is already dangerous itself. It's choreographed fighting. You don't have to jump fucking 50 feet to prove yourself to anything. That's not entertainment. We watch movies all the time. We watch movies and stuff all the time. A murder mystery, a suspense movie. Nobody's jumping 50 feet to keep me entertained for two and a half hours. Nobody's killing... It's called stunts. Yes, they do. I just told you, if I'm watching a thriller of a murder mystery or suspense and I'm enthralled, that stunt man doesn't have to... even Even in the action. Even in the action. Even in an action. 
is not a live one time this is all you get to fall thing. It's a production. This is the logistics of it. We have a crash pad, a pad, the mm-hmm. cutting yeah. of it. Nobody's going to see it. The editing is different. Kevin on a live spot can miss the table and then what? Yeah, I know. That would be crazy. Like uh-huh. the, the like the, the the risk that they're Owen Hart for entertainment purposes only was trying to fly down from a zip line to go to the ring. For entertainment purposes, it's not. It, it doesn't equate. Yeah, it doesn't equate at the end of the day. Yes, they know they're going into a dangerous profession. Yes, they're quote Mick Foley doing stunts in, in, a, in, a, in a no ring barbed wire. Explosion match or a, a death match when you're blowing Glass, it like, that. Freaking, yeah, what Dean did at CZW line, like yeah. you, you you don't have to now. Kevin Owens, you're in the big leagues. You don't have to, especially Joe, Kevin Owens. Joey Janela, everything else. My, my man, Joey Janela. He's on. He was on a like. He's on one of those internet rocket meteoric yeah. rises. And because he feels like he still has to, now you never you don't. It's, it's, Tears every L on his leg. You do. You don't get that. You, you get that. You don't get that year back, and you fizzle. That's true. Was it worth it? No. Well, I hope they make it worth it when they get back. Um, but I was saying, especially with Kevin, he's such a smart wrestler. He's just a smart guy. He's such a, and he's uh, smart on the mic. That he could, t- and we've seen him do it before, tell storylines through um, psychology and whatnot. He, he can do that. So that's why, to me, I don't want to lose Kevin Owens. That's why I, I want to bring this up and talk about it. Um, and me and Chris both, we, I don't want to lose Kevin Owens. And I, and I definitely don't want to lose him for WrestleMania. I love his work. I think he's a great guy. Um, I saw his, uh, almost like his, my, they have this thing, this series on YouTube called My Son's a Wrestler and My Daughter's a Wrestler. I uh, saw that with Chris, and it was very heartwarming. Um, I want to see him come back as a face, and I wish you the best, Kevin. Uh, get well soon. Um, with that being said, um, business-wise and logic-wise and creatively, wrestling is at a point where you don't have, like like I said, some of the stories that we want being told doesn't have to be told. Some of the stories that are being told that we don't feel as a necessity being told. Mm-hmm. So, like, wrestling is still that element of live... Well, not really too much live TV, but it has that element of... Um, of um, suspense to where you, 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 you suspend your disbelief to figure out what's going on next. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, I don't want that to be an adrenaline rush for performers. Even though they get, you know what I mean? Like, creatively, you see what you have. It's not good enough, so you have to go out there and put yourself out there physically uh-huh. to, quote-unquote, get yourself over. You're already over. Uh-huh. You're in front of millions of people. You're traveling to but different you, but countries. But that's what got him state. to the show, too. You know, like, he doesn't have to do it now, but 
he he's not he didn't get there off of his looks. He he didn't, he didn't get there off of you know necessarily just his work. He got there off of because he's willing to but do these things. Fans his, also would appreciate him not killing him. Yeah, I know I would. You know, once you make your like, you know, you're good. But once you, once you, once you see your favorite performer make it to the pinnacle of where they reached to, you're like, okay, you don't have to coast. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's opposite from your sports player. You know what I mean? When your sports player reaches the pinnacle, he's getting the praise. You like, you get the contract. You're like, okay, I would like for you to play harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like for you to show a little bit more. In this profession where you're already putting your body on the line and it's grueling and the schedule is bad and you're driving and you're flying and you're doing all of this, you don't see your family, uh-huh. you work on the holidays. Like, we, we as logical fans, we already understand. Yeah. We already appreciate. We already value the performance. Yep. You know what I mean? That, that one night pop, that one night, you know what I mean, rush that you get, it's not really necessary for the long haul. Well, Bobby got the heat, so at least they rose in. Bobby did get the heat. Bobby got the heat, and he's murdered Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. So uh, <laughs> shout out to him. <laughs> Black people don't like French Canadians or something I know, like that. Right? I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> <going on. laughs> uh, shout out to Sammy Zayn too. Shout out to Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, get well soon. Come back. Well, hopefully you can see you guys at WrestleMania. I, I really don't want to miss you guys on WrestleMania. You guys, need, we need you to make the show hot. You know, some cool. Yo, spots. how sad! This is what I'm saying. Sammy has surgery on both shoulders, and Kevin Owens has surgery on Word? both knees. How are y'all two that in sync? I know, right? During the same time. Oh so. my goodness gracious! Uh, before I close out this episode, I will not forget to mention. Uh, from last week, the spear. Oh God! Thank you and Becky. Yeah, we were. Um, they we brought were that up um, at, in that promo that I talked about, and Charlotte doing that spear. It brought back Jericho and Rhino. Well, uh-huh. Rhino spear Jericho through it. But um, this is the first time the woman did it through the LED, though. The, uh, the w- woman, the woman did it through the LED before the Ben did it. And that's what made it even more of a cool spot. We've seen it with Chris Jericho and Rhino, but that was like a curtain. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but it was staging. I'll, I'll give them that still. Uh-huh. I, I will give them that. But it yes, looked cool. It was, it was. And it really does make the, the feud that much more heated. Uh, it's a visual that would be probably, I know that I probably won't forget for a long time. So uh, shout out to Charlotte and Becky Lynch for uh, giving us a moment. And uh, good luck at Evolution. Um, all right, so we've had a little bit longer of an episode today. We had some good debates. We're at uh, about an hour and 20 minutes. So with that being said, mm-hmm. um, it's 11 o'clock. Last time we actually recorded at 11, so we're going to wrap up at 11. Oh. We're doing better with time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so again, thank you guys for listening to thank us. Thank you, thank you. Um, we want to also give a shout out to uh, a good buddy of mine, Trevino. He's just been around helping a, a ton um, with uh, video production and whatnot. Um, also, again, I'd like to give a big, big, big congratulations to my friend Matt Riddle. Um, for making it to, we talk about making it to the big times, right? We, he made it to the big times. Um, first NXT live taping. Um, I, I know he's going to have some great feuds ahead of him. He's going to be a legend, uh, man. He's going to be a star. He's going to be a legend. He's going to become a legend. 
His legacy is going to be cemented, and uh, you guys will possibly see our faces, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before we get out of here, just wanted to give those shout-outs. Um, once again, you can follow us on Twitter, Podcast one Reasonable Wrestling Podcast on Twitter, I mean on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're also on YouTube under that banner, and we're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, wherever you get your podcast from under Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. So thank you guys again for listening, and we'll catch you uh, next week. Peace out. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.